One of the most important things in a disciple's life is discerning what your gifts in the Spirit are. All right. Well, welcome back to the Disciple Nations podcast. Here we are. You've got the dynamic duo this morning. And I just <laughs> I just called myself dynamic. You did. I did. Are so, you Batman or Robin? Which one are you? <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I would have to say I'm the Robin to your Batman. Oh, well, I, would, I would call you Batman and I'm your Robin. You're the podcast king. That's hilarious. Thanks. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's like uh, the... Uh, you sh- you shine the light into the sky, and I knew it was time to podcast. Was like, <laughs> That's great, <laughs> awesome. Funny. Sam has summoned me. So yeah, uh, so you and I this morning talking about one of your favorite topics. Yes, and kind of something that was uh, pivotal. Yes, for me mm. and for uh, some of our. Our congregation and even some of the other guys in the city. At one point, we had you here right. at the source mm-hmm. in this very room, the chapel. Yes, um, teaching to some of the pastors in the city and some other people about the grace gifts. Yes, that's been a yeah one of our top five things. We wrote booklets about it. I did. You know, we've done, I don't know, five to seven booklets, and this was one of the first ones, and it's been essential in the DNA of a disciple of articulating this. Yeah, so just right up front, tell us that website where someone can actually go yeah. and download that booklet. Project128.com. So is that number one? Yeah, or? it's spelt out one and then 28, so project, O-N-E, the number 28.com. And it was from Genesis 128. We were playing off that of man filling the earth and having dominion. So, but we, I think you can link to it through the DN site too at resources. There's a link to the site. Disciplenations.net. So, yeah, that's the way to do it. Disciplenations.net yeah. where you can find these podcasts. You can find yeah. all these resources. Click on resources yeah. and you'll find this podcast and then also the the booklets that you guys have put together. Yes. So specifically tackling Romans 12. Romans chapter 12, grace gifts. And we might kind of hit the differentiation between other gifts a little bit in the scripture here, but that's where we hone in on the most because we see them as the permanent resident gifts. So Yeah. So pretty foundational Yes. and pretty pivotal. So real quick, mm-hmm. before we actually dive into the teaching, uh, talk to me a little bit about some of the the light bulbs turning on for some of the guys in the city um, I mean, I mean, I've experienced it, but you've met with other pastors and you've even met with, uh, you've taught to congregations yes. and you kind of see light bulbs come on for people with identity. So maybe talk a little bit about the problem that you you've seen in the body. Yeah. And that's and, great. Yeah. Yeah. I've no, I feel like uh, what we'll call it is a, a, an epidemic spiritual identity crisis that this is our spiritual identity cry in Christ is who I am. That's the fundamental thing. But in a general way, we're all the same in that in Christ we have holiness. We have his righteousness. We have his, you know, there's some general things that are true of all of us that are glorious, but then there's the specific identity of who I am in the body. And so for me, I've seen just a crazy amount of guys not knowing who they are, gals, and, um, and they're already working them. So this is one of those sessions I'll tell people, it's almost like it's anointed every time. I don't mean it's good. I would say so. Yeah. It's not, it's not like, cause it's good presentation. It's because it's what's in people and the Holy Spirit's trying to get people uh, free and to know who they are and it actually equips them for warfare. We'll get into that in so many ways. So, um, but I've met preachers that not sure what their grace gift is. So, um, knowing what you do, who you are and who you're not is the difference between flowing in the spirit and flowing from your flesh or soul, trying to do a good thing. And so I've seen so many people set free. They go, Oh, that's who I am. That's why I think like I think that's why I have the warfare I have. And there's nothing that gives me more delight. And and it's also pretty paramount in 
discerning your role yes. to the body. That's right. That's right. Your sphere of influence, your assignment is right. connected right. to this. Yeah. So it yeah. kind of sets you free and it sets you free from legalism and, uh, and can set people free from jealousy uh, that can happen. You know, first Corinthians uh, 12, we'll talk about that being um, insecurity uh, because I'm not like that gifting. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. but if you get settled in who you are, then you're okay with who somebody else is. Yeah, I've called it gift envy. Before. Yeah, that's really people good. Get gifted. That's gift right. Envy. That's I want right. to be like that. Yes. Well, so we try to, yeah, you're going to be who you are and, and Jesus has determined that and it's wonderful. You want to get in your own skin, in your own lane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's good. So take us to the scriptures. Okay, great. So Romans chapter 12 is where we're going to read. Let me read this and then we'll unpack this. Verse three says, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ though many from form one body and each member belongs to the others. Verse six, for we have differing um, gifts according to the grace is the word here given to each of us. And here's the seven of them. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, serve, uh, do that with faith. If it's teaching, teach. If it's encouragement, encourage. If it's giving, give generously. If it's leading, do it diligently. And if it's mercy, do it cheerfully. And so what we see and unpacking like Paul will do in some other places, but he'll call these a grace according to the grace given you. And so um, when you're born again, you receive two graces. It may be an awkward way to say it, but you receive the grace, which is the full atoning work of Jesus Christ. He, you can't save yourself. It's by his blood and his resurrection. Okay. So that's grace. By grace, you're saved, Ephesians 2.8. But there's also what we like to call a deposit of grace, a grace clustering, if you will, a flavor of, if you will, in the spirit, Jesus. And there's seven of these listed here. And when you're saved, these are placed in you, imparted, or they're by the Holy Spirit who comes yeah. in you. Yeah. So I just, I just had a quick thought. Yeah. Um, so kind of in a soulish fashion, yep. certain people have talents and abilities. Yes. Inclinations, capacities. Right. Personalities. So Myers-Briggs, whatever it is, I have a type. Right. And if I simply live out my life according to my personalities and my talents... Um, well then you see one person, but then fill me with the spirit, right? Infuse grace giftings. And I become there. That's in addition to that's exactly right. And cause you can have those talents before you're saved, right? They're in your soul, but they're also kind of a, maybe a, a spiritual personality. Yes. And capacity. I believe. And yeah. I believe they're the, it's the glove perfectly fit to flow out the hand of your giftings. All right. If that makes sense. So yeah, if I, you know, I mean, if I'm serving, <laughs> if I'm a serving guy, and we'll get there. Then I've actually got a lot of talents for fixing things and doing things. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get there. I've got that talent. Music, okay. honestly, you know, people always say it's not necessarily a spiritual gift that you can play a piano. Right. You know what I mean? A musical gift, but it's this amazing thing that's been given so you can express your spiritual gift. That's good. Yeah. So, um, but in the, in these, um, in these giftings, which are uh, unmerited, the favor of God given to you, um, this list in Romans 12 is not the only one Paul gives. So just a quick reference to that in first Corinthians chapter 12, he will talk about the manifestation gifts. Um, he'll, he'll list these gifts that were manifesting in the church of Corinth as he's trying to bring some order around that. 
um, in verse four of First Corinthians 12, it says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. Different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but all of them, uh, and all of them, and everyone is the same work of God. Verse seven, that to each one, and here's the key word here, manifestation of the spirit, where it's grace or in the other passage, right. manifestation, phaneros. It means kind of the, some people talk about the dancing hand of God. It comes as we're needed is given. These are given for the common good to one is spirit, a message of there's a message of wisdom to another, a message of knowledge or word of knowledge by the same spirit to another faith to another gifts of healing, uh, by the same spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, distinguishing between spirits. And then these last two speaking in tongues and um, different kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. And so there's nine manifestation gifts that if you look at them, um, they, they seem to be, they come when they're needed. They manifest phaneros. They, they flash in when I'm needed per an incident. These giftings actually happen among the grace gifts. But the grace gifts, the difference that we see is they're permanently always there, always operating and form the way you think about the kingdom of God. And so we, we like mm -hmm. to point that out because there is a difference. And why we spend probably so much time on Romans 12 is because of their permanence and the way that we think. And so I'll, um, we'll kind of open that up a little bit, but we love and highly value the first Corinthians 12 manifestation gifts. You know, we want to see all of that flow per the need. Right, right. So Romans 12 then is the, is the grace gifts. And what we're saying by this is these, these are given to you. And what we believe is that Jesus is the only one that had all seven. Um, you've got one, at least one, uh, maybe multiple, but you don't have them all. Never met anybody that got them all except Jesus. So he <laughs> makes it because he makes where it's that verse four, we're one body with many members and uh, not all have the same function. And that's the, that's the understanding is we all have the same Christ, but we don't have the same function. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So he's building, it's almost like the Godhead, the father, son, Holy Spirit, same God, one God, mm -hmm. but different function. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's doing that kind of Trinitarian. And it's, and it's his way of giving us place. Yes. Right. Yeah. Give us place, interdependence, unity for fullness. This is not an individual deal. It's team. Yeah. So, so he'll, he, Paul's articulating, these things are operating in your lives. And when he does this, I think he's doing it out of concern because there's warfare and various things around that. So the seven gifts, seven grace gifts, let's just talk about them again. Prophesying, sure. yeah. prophesying, prophesying is a revelatory gift of discerning what the spirit's saying and doing in a moment mm -hmm. in, in your life. It's the re, it's a revelatory grace for me sensing in the spirit what's happening manifest in all kinds of ways. So, so I've heard it defined as, um, communicating the heart and the mind of God. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yes. In the, yeah, right. In the moment, in the moment right. by the spirit mm -hmm. serving is an accomplishing grace, mm -hmm. getting work done. We're not serving is as supernatural anointing, just as anointed as prophesying. Yeah. We do highs and lows. There is no high and low. Yeah. You, there's, right. there's an anointing for service yeah. that happens within people to accomplish. All right. Teaching a revelatory grace 
to break open the word of God, mm -hmm. to break open the scriptures, to didact, to teach, to break them open. Anyway, so prophesying is a revelatory gift that mm -hmm. can be around the word, but is hearing the spirit in the moment, yeah. teaching more centered around and, and dishing out, if you will, the word right, of God. Right. Yep. Then encouragement or exhortation is a grace that is to encourage. The word is to put courage in, to build faith. It's like the coach, the cheerleaders of the kingdom of God there. They, they build faith for people. It's a powerful gift. And then there, we move down and the next, the next gift here is, um, giving. Giving is in this context, a soup. It's a supernatural grace for financial provision that there's a compelling that happens within you. And then leadership is to where we're called to do it diligently. Leadership is a grace that is motivated to rally the body of Christ so that she stays on focus and works together in the accomplishment of the, of the missions of God. Yeah. And then lastly is mercy. Mercy is a grace that is the heart of God. It's the compassion. It's people that feel the emotion and affection and the pain of other people within their lives. Yeah. So these seven graces make up really the fullness, I believe, of the heart of Jesus, and they're dispensed in the body in a beautiful way. Mm -hmm. So that when everyone's functioning within their giftings, you get a full yes. and accurate picture of Christ Absolutely. at work in this world. When all seven His up, body. Yes. That's what we need each other in the manifestation. It's Jesus present among us. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. So um, Jesus walked the face of the planet. Mm -hmm. He did these things. He prophesied, he gave grace, yes. mercy. He yes. led, did them all. He, he served, he yes. did all of these things. Yes. But then he dies, raises, ascends and sends his spirit into us that then dispenses pieces of who he is into multiple people. That's right. So that collectively they're the continual presence of Jesus on earth. That's exactly continuing right. Continuing forth his as mission. one body. As one so body. So they're still all in him, <laughs> but we're now his body and he's the head. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yep. So what's, I think a note we ought to make here is that all seven graces, everyone as general Christian virtues, values does these meaning. I don't think that one of my gifts is giving, but I still give. Yes. Mercy is not a main cluster for me, but I'm to be merciful. There's a, there's a list of one another's in scripture. Right. Right. That we're to do serving. It's not my primary but I'm called to serve. So in yep. a general way, we all do these. Okay. We all yep. prophesy, yep. but there is an intensity of a level of grace that happens in someone. So they really in partnership dispense this in a powerful way. Yeah. Is there's, that, there's some, some power on it. Yes. Too. Yeah. And it's the way you think. So one of the things we'll say is how do I know what my spiritual gift is? Well, the greatest way we think is be in a situation where Christ is needed. Yes. This is a, this is not something you have to work up. It's something you can't help. <laughs> the Holy yeah, Spirit, it's it, dynamically in you. So you, 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 it leaps up out of your heart when there's a need for Christ in a situation. It's, it's, pa it's a passion being stirred up within you. Yes. So this past Sunday, I, I spoke a little bit on that. I was having a conversation with somebody um, over lunch and I noticed within that conversation um, and it, and it actually was what it boiled down to was the Lord was stirring up my teaching leading gift in me Yes, <laughs> because I want, I was talking about, um, getting under and lifting up Ephesians four mm. to mm -hmm. build up the body of Christ. Amen. We get under and push up. And so I was having this conversation and I'm in, I'm in uh, Chipotle 
and I'm and uh, my my voice is getting high, and I'm feeling authority come up. And I stopped and I said, I'm passionate about this. That's awesome. I said, the Lord's turning a passion. I need to talk about this. Mm. And it was this passionate overflow, and that's what that is. That is what that it, is. It, it you can't help. That's but right. In it that starts moment. rising up, yep. and then you're filled, and it mm-hmm. touches your emotions, yep. touches the volume of your voice, yep. but it's coming from the spirit. Yeah. And so we need to be aware of those things. Yes. That's another way to be able to, well, how do I know exactly what happens in you? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So it should naturally come. And the people around you have watched that happen. So let's just, let's just paint a scenario. Um, so we have a woman come in a crisis. Her husband has left her. She's, her cars broke down or her children are in array, disarray, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's whatever the scenario is. You put multiple people there. If I, if, if someone is uh, mercy, they're going to hear that story and will probably we have a visceral response. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, their heart is breaking. They might cry. They may, they just want to hold hug, dispense the compassion of Jesus on them. If someone's a teacher, <laughs> they may hear the same story, but their response is not as emotional, right? It's I got Bible verses for uh-huh. you. Yeah. The encourager is speaking words of encouragement. The prophetic person might have a vision, a word, a sense of something. The sure. leader wants to lead through the servants. Like, how can I fix the car? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I want to get done with this situation. Yeah. So that's what, yeah. happens when these things, you know, you're, you're, when Christ is needed, it leaps up out of us. And so a problem that we all face is that in these situations, we experience guilt and shame and condemnation because we don't respond in a certain way to somebody's needs. Yes. And so, oh, I have a Bible verse, but I have no money to be able to give to that. Right. I'm terrible. I'm That's not even right. going to give the verse if I can't help the person. Right. That's really good. You know? I tell the story of a guy who came and his uh, dad had shot himself and he was at our table and it was a traumatic deal. And I'm at one end of the table in our kitchen. Amy's at the other end. She's encouragement, mercy, and I'm teacher leadership. This uh-huh. guy's telling the same story. Yeah. I'm down at one end thinking Bible verses mm-hmm. and trying to coach him through to lead him through the process. Amy's down there weeping, just crying, crying, just wants to hold him. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. So if we don't know who we are, yeah. then she could be down there in guilt going, my gosh, Bible verses coming out of Sam. I'm an illiterate here. I don't even yep. love God. Yep. She'd be in condemnation. The enemy would do that. Or I can be down here. I'm not emotionally crying. I need, I need counseling. I mean, which yeah. may be true, and but I, but I, my, I'm a hard hearted sucker that can't connect with this. Well, no, I'm really just responding the way I am. Mm-hmm. And there's a freedom in that. Yeah. And so I know we'll get into the warfare surrounding these things, but you could be sitting at that table and the Lord could be stirring you to do something, but Satan can be in your ear saying, you're terrible. You're horrible. It's you, happening. You don't even know your Bible. This guy's in need. You have, Absolutely. your Bible does nothing for you. You know, like it's, it's part of the problem. Yeah. Of, of not having our identity set, not knowing who we are. People say, is it really important that I know my gift? I'm like, yeah, it's essential that you know. And Paul writes it like you would know. Uh, First Corinthians 12 is going to talk about whether your foot or your hand or an eye or a mouth. It's so important so you can be free from insecurity that you're not someone and from independence that you don't need anyone. <laughs> right. You know, and so it's essential because it cuts down on a ton of warfare that's happening around you. And so, um, so we're constantly trying and people trying to help them through this process so that they can be free. Um, often the warfare, just speaking of that just a little bit, mm-hmm. people who are, um, let's just say, um, I'll pick at me, leaders and teachers at times can be so tempted toward in leadership to either be hit with pride to try to get attention and use your talent. Because I, I have a little bit of a, a loud voice and a tad of a gift of gas. Those are all just talents. I remember stuff. So, but 
and confidence that comes, but, but that I can use that for evil purposes, right. you know, with great power, comes great. You know, I'm a bad Spider-Man. <laughs> so, but then the, but, or I can be insecure on the other side, be hit with who am I, who am I to do this? And I don't step into using leadership as a service. All of them are to serve the body of Christ in edify. Right. So with being, so mine are teaching leading. And yes. so with being a leader, mm-hmm. it's, I'm, I'm constantly aware of my shortcomings yeah. and my, my falls. And so I, in my mind, disqualify myself to actually lead boldly. So that's the way you're hit. I'm hit on the other side of, yeah, I deserve all this. Everyone should be looking at me. Oh, wow. Everybody. No, yeah, yeah, it's the other way. Yeah. And, but it's the same warfare right. to get it wrapped around me. That's still overbloated self-consciousness, what yeah. you're doing and what I'm doing. Yeah. So let's say with someone with prophecy, yes. it's like, you. what do you think you're seeing? You saw, you saw a boat with a right. jack-o'-lantern in it? And you, <laughs> that's supposed to be spiritual? Yeah, you're right, crazy. Right, right. So yeah, you, you don't, that's not the Lord. The enemy, like you're crazy, your imagination. And again, we got to discern through all that. We get that. Yeah, yeah. But um, they can be hit with that kind of stuff. I meet people like that. Mercy <clears> people are often, their heart has been so wounded. They lock up this amazing compassion. Sometimes the pain they feel by touching other people's pain is so intense. They begin to shut that down. Yeah. Service people get manipulated and taken advantage of, you know, because they'll do so much. And so they, that happens so much to where they'll start to hold back. Yeah, exactly. Giving people can either one, they start spending the money on themselves. The American dream captures them and they're supposed to be lavishing it on the body of Christ Mm. or, you know, they become stingy or, you know, I mean, they can, they can get taken advantage of too. So anyway, warfare can hit. And I actually, I I've told people I can sometimes figure out somebody's gift if they'll tell me their warfare. Yeah. You tell me how you're getting hit and hit in the specific ways. There's general, we're all being lied to, we're all being stolen from. But you start talking to me about the dynamics of it, I'm like, I bet I can tell what your gifting is. Because encouragement people, the level of discouraging stuff that comes against them, you know, to get them the opposite, to get them in fear and discouragement, you know, because they're to be dispensers of that encouragement. Yeah. So it's actually when you start doing this, it makes sense. I think we ought to start to make sense out of our warfare. Our warfare is intelligent. It's not some random thing from the enemy. There's intelligence behind it, and it's with purpose to restrict, to flow, to, to hit against the kingdom of Christ. Yeah, it can be a, a trigger or a warning sign or even an on-ramp That's into right. truth. That's exactly right. Yeah, so tr- Satan's trying to get you off course, Yeah, and then it could actually... Well, what Satan meant for good for bad, God, God can turn, turn it's for It's the good. redemptive right. part of right. interpreting my warfare. Like mm-hmm. it's not, yeah, I don't just need to get over it. I yeah. need to understand why I'm in it. Was right. it a character problem? Was it a sin? Or is this a hit on my gift to restrict me? Right. James, so, James one, yeah. verse two. That's right. That's right. Right. Rejoice in your sufferings. It's yeah. doing a work in you. That's it's exactly bringing right. you into maturity and completion. Yeah. And that Joseph thing you just referred to it. Right. When he, the brothers tried to kill him and sell him into human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Yeah. And actually it's set up to save a nation. You're, you're garbage, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. is a whole nother podcast, but that's amazing. <laughs> this is the sovereign work of God. And I think we need to yeah. sovereignly by faith do that. Other thing is, I think this makes health in the body of Christ. Second Corinthians five sixteen says, "We no longer regard anyone according to, to the, the flesh. flesh. Yeah. We once regarded Christ that way. We do so no longer." Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we're regarding people according to the flesh. And I don't think that means just that we're looking at them. You know, I think we're sometimes just looking at people by talent. Yeah, let's let's talk about this. And I don't know that we've ever done this, but let's mm-hmm. talk about this in the context of 
pastors in ministry who are yeah. looking for people to fill spots and and be valuable yeah. to their their body and their ministry. Yeah, we're going to get everybody's. Yeah, that's valuable. good. Yeah, and right. And I think when you let and this is a big deal for us. I think often we get the cart before the horse. We work we make the demand you know, we put the demand of a need on a person to pull out work or a manifestation out of their life. When I think the gift ought to make the way. Why we're teaching because the teacher's here. You know, we're mercying because the mercy's here, not because we have to, the tyranny of the need that's before us. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's it's like, so in, in a particular context of ministry, we're um, planting this church, growing this church, and in looking... You know, you're always um, encouraged yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to 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 grow leaders mm-hmm. in the body, mm-hmm. and they fit a certain profile and have a certain set of skills right. Right. to be able to accomplish a certain task that's mm-hmm. beneficial to the growing of your ministry. Yes. And so if they don't fit the bill, well, then you've essentially inadvertently rendered everybody else useless according to the ministry you're trying to create, promote. That's right. right. That's right. And That's so right. you've overlooked mercy. You're looking for teachers. I need teachers. We need to build a teaching team. Yes. You, you're overlooking prophecy. Right. You're overlooking giving. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. And so the, yeah, we're looking, we, we press people and it either becomes you don't fit or you're disqualified. Yeah. And I mean, it empowers the work of the enemy in their life instead of the glorious process of going, oh, I wonder who the Lord's brought here. What's your gifting? What's your call? Yeah. Let's see something grow. such a different mentality. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. It's one of my favorite things. That's why I talk about being a kingdom midwife, because I think believers are already pregnant with their grace gifting. You know what I mean? They just haven't birthed the thing yet. Uh It's like this baby of glory inside them. And I'm like, this is going to set you free and you're going to have the most joy when you're in your anointing. Yeah, but it's, it's so beautiful when you can recognize something in somebody and then speak to it and then activate it and believe in that in them because of the spirit in them and then empower them to live that out and flesh that out in your context or in their life or whatever it is. You give them a place in the body because they have a place and there are a lot of people who don't feel like they have a home. That's right. That's right. In the church. That's right. Exactly. And that's part of this upside down institutional demand that's sincere as can be, but it's all about a, got a bit of a Babylonian thing. We're going to build something here. And when you build Babylonian style, you make bricks that are all the same. When you build a temple, you use stones that have to be fit together mm. piece to piece, like a puzzle piece. And the body of Christ is more is built out of living stones, not bricks. Yeah. Wow. So wow. that's an important thing for us to discern. And then, so we're kind of unpacking the beauty of what Jesus has created instead of we're trying to create something beautiful for Jesus. Say that one more time. Where I think the job of equippers and the body of Christ is to unpack the beauty of what Jesus is building instead of us trying to build something beautiful, beautiful for, for Jesus. Jesus. And we all want to do something great for the Lord. We do. And it's out of a sincere place, but we he's just it. like, I don't need you to do that. Yeah. I've got <laughs> unpack what I've done. It's going to be your favorite. It's going to be the best. Yeah, We want to dance and sing and yeah. look at me. Yeah. And yeah. so I think the Lord has set us free. So if we, we want to be see ministries and house churches and just communities of disciples that are gift driven, I mean, and it gets gift driven ministry. Here comes the gifts and then they produce spheres of influence and platforms and assignments where 
I release these things for the glory of God. And it creates a healthy body life where I start seeing somebody after the spirit. I don't just make them, okay, you're the prophecy person, you're the mercy person. They're in Christ and we see them, we love them. <laughs> but I start to see them as like, hey, that we're team. And we start to see each other. Okay. You know what I mean? Imagine as, walking into a gathering like, what up, mercy? Uh, what up, encourager? Yeah, exactly what right. up, prophecy? I've got my up cape top. on and I'm super prophecy guy. <laughs> But yeah, but, but I think it is, there's something about seeing each other after the spirit for the glory of God and going, look what Jesus has done in you. And I don't have that. I need you. It creates well, a healthy interdependence. Yeah, but how encouraging is it to like sit across the table from somebody, look him in the eye and say, man, I see the Lord in you yes. in such a strong way yeah. with the gift of mercy. You have so much compassion. Yeah. You care about people. And it, just to speak that word of life over them and mm -hmm. encourage them in that, that does wonders for a it person. It really does. I mean, yeah. it's liberating. It's amazing. Yeah. I think too, uh, something else, Jason, I think I want to say here is that this forms our personality. When, when the Lord, I believe with all my heart, when he made us in our mother's womb in Psalms 139, it says he knitted us together. Our inward parts are our parts. And so I think that's not just the outward parts. I think it's not just your body, though I think it's that, but it's really your outward soul, your talents, your personality, if you will. Your inward part is kind of going to be that spirit man, if you will, in a way. And so like we said before, is there's, a, I think, a glorious divine design behind the way that he's gifted me with grace gifts and the way that he's made my souls and talent. So that forms the way I perceive the kingdom of God. And the way I perceive the kingdom of God has got to be understood or it's going to cause division in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. So you'll get a guy leading a ministry or someone leading a, how, what, a group of people and they're gifted with service. I mean, everything to them. When they process the kingdom of God, they're thinking about what are we going to get done in the city? What do we get done in the neighborhood? Then they got other people that there's some mercy people, whatever, but they're trying to recruit everybody to their perspective of what ought to be done. You know, it's like a guy, it's an evangelist kind of guy. And all he wants to do is evangelism. You know, but there's other giftings that are there. And so something happens when we don't have an understanding and an appreciation for all the different giftings, even in primary relationships like marriage. I think this is a primary divisional issue in marriage. Mm -hmm. A husband is gifted in whatever. He's, he's, he's leadership and vision. Rawr. And then the wife is encouragement and mercy. And she's, even the way they parent, the way they think about life and their friendships, they're at odds because they, they, you know what I mean? They perceive the kingdom. I think this is a perception of the kingdom kind of thing, a lens thing. So I, I had one couple was in the ministry down in Oklahoma and the guy, he was encouragement and mercy, very shepherding. And she was prophecy and service. She had a gift of discerning people, what they were up to. So oh, people yeah, would come yeah, through the door yeah. and she, uh, they're yeah, up to no good. Flag, red flag, they're red, red flag. Yeah. Uh, they're up to good. They're whatever. He's over here hearing her talk about it when they go home and thinking, she is so judgmental and critical. Can't we just love everybody? You know what I mean? Then yeah. she's looking at him going, you're so naive. And yeah, we were, yeah, we were in this yep. session together. And, and I remember deeper in the session, we got him a whiteboard at him and, um, and, and, and he said, you know, honestly, I didn't like her attitude, but she was right every time yeah. about who was up yeah. to no good and good because her gift was operating. He saw it finally, but she needed his compassion and mercy yeah. in the process. Yeah. And so we talk about like being magnets that are turned the wrong way. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know, when you can't, you got them the wrong way, man, they won't stick or they just actually, it's actually like a force like trying to run away from each other. But when you turn the magnets the right way, it's a beautiful thing. They, yeah. they kind of attract and it becomes a larger object, if you will. And so we've seen marriage. <laughs> is just real freedom come when you start going, oh, that's why he thinks about 
the kingdom and ministry and mission and our children this way. I, I'm a real visual, uh, you know, teacher guy to my kids. Amy's more nurturing, relational, you know, uh -huh. but if she starts judging me, like, why aren't you, you know, mercying on them more? And I, I show mercy to my children and, yeah. you know, and I, and if I'm going, why aren't you visioning more? Give them a little, you know, and then we're like just mad at each other yeah, for stuff yeah. where we're just being who we are. Right. But the two of us together make this beautiful thing for our children. And so I just think it's an That's important good. thing of how we, how we walk in relationships that we discern not only who we are, but who the people are around us. start to shine some light into the lives of you know, people we're around or in our ministries or churches or whatever like how do we how do we move in the direction of of giving them helping that identity yeah, come and they yeah, understand yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's uh, what we're doing now and understanding the seven grace it's not like it's you know a thousand <laughs> we got yeah, seven, seven here uh -huh, yeah right. and, and 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 so we're seeing there's other places to talk about gifts but um, yeah, I think when you get a grip on, oh, these are the dimensions. I know kind of what the kingdom looks like. And then you start praying and discerning people instead of judging them, if you will. Um, and then size them, you're, you're doing that. And then you begin to ask questions. That's what I do. Yeah. When yeah. you're in a crisis situation, what, what do you want to do? Yeah. What do you want to do? Do yeah. you want to, you want to teach them? You want to serve? You want to give them? A, and uh -huh. then when they say something, you start affirming them in the spirit. Man, I see a gift of mercy in you. So powerful. The heart of Jesus comes through. Wow. I see prophesying. You're, you're such a yeah. gift to the body. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, I had this experience one time I was on the phone and um, somebody called me and, you know, with carrying the role of, or the title of pastor, mm -hmm. people see you through a certain lens and expect certain things of you. Well, you're my pastor, so I should be able to come to you with my problems. And right. you should this, that, and the other. And yeah. there's all these should statements. Right. And right. you're like, oh. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I started to realize that, yeah, these, I would get these phone calls and, you know, someone would be busted up on the other side and just weeping and I don't know what to do. And, and I've got scriptures that are coming up and, mm. and I can give them word. And so what I've, what I'd started to do was, you know, I get this individual on the other side of the phone crying mm -hmm. and I'll say, man, let me just tell you, like the Lord is reminding me of the scripture and he wants you to hear this and know this. And I give it. And then I say, and do me a favor. As soon as you hang up the phone, call so-and-so. That's great. That's great. And and a mercy person. A mercy person. It would release person. something that you yes, couldn't release in exactly. fullness. Exactly. It so, removes the one-man show pastoral yes. clergy lady thing, doesn't it? Yeah. It takes the body to shepherd the body. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, I'm going to give you this, but, and not saying it out loud to them, but you need someone to cry with you right yeah, now. Yeah, so that's probably good. Probably what you need. And I'm, yes. I'm not weeping at the moment. Right. And you know, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> so, great. Yeah. And so I give what I can and then I, I direct them to, you know, so cause, cause you're understanding the full arsenal that is the body of Christ Yeah, and the anointing of the power that they have. Sure. It's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. It's good. Well, I've seen you do that. I've watched you go through that process and cause I mean, you might talk for a minute about it. You, you went through a process where that wasn't necessarily the main concern, gift, giftedness producing ministry, right? There was more of a, earlier days where you're like, Hey, we want to accomplish this mission. And you were so right. sincere yeah. in accomplishing that, but the way you think, talk a little bit about sure, that. Yeah. So things kind of shifted for me. Um, but yeah, I was, I was just kind of an, uh, an eager guy. 
um, prayed a prayer of faith, Lord, yeah. do whatever you want to do. I'll go wherever you want me to go and do whatever you mm-hmm. want me to do. And the Lord opened the door here in Wichita to start a campus of an existing yeah. uh, ministry. And so I moved into this, into this role, um, not fully aware of my giftings and kind of was crushed under the pressures of, of ministry yeah. and expectation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, I struggled for a long time because I didn't feel like I was adequate to provide everything that people needed. Right. And the truth is like, I'm not exactly. That's <laughs> you know, the point of Bible. That's the point yeah. of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was a shift for me and it was, um, around the time that I started, um, I met you and, mm-hmm. and DN and started hearing some of your teachings, things like that. And specifically the grace gifts and, and being able to identify teaching and leading, yeah. um, and then realize, yes. And so it's also even been a process for me. So with teaching and leading, I actually stepped out of perpetual Sunday morning or Sunday mm-hmm. evening teaching mm-hmm. and stepped out of this pastoral, church organization leadership role for yeah. about a year. So the Lord could kind of fix me a yeah, little bit yeah, yeah. and and do some things and give me some healing and some rest. Mm. And in that place of healing and rest and intimacy, he reminded me specifically with Romans 12 reading. And it said, if it's teaching then teach and if it's leading lead. And it was as if when I read that he was saying now. Mm. And so I said, okay. And so I've essentially stepped back into this leadership role and this, um, teaching role. And it's from, and it was birthed in that place of intimacy, not birthed in a place of I have, or I have to, or, um, you know, I should. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And it's who you've made me to be. God, I want to do what you want me to do. Right. And I want to live this out. I want to live in my destiny. Yes. You've written it. Let me walk in it. Right teach and lead. Amen. That's really good. In that vein. You know, and I might say, and I've watched this process It's beautiful and I think you're doing a great job, but I, but I, that the, the, I'm a teacher leader too. Yeah. And I would say this, that not all teacher leaders are the same, meaning there's flavors within the gifts they are. So I prophesy in a way, somebody's prophesying gift, but they, they don't like have dreams and visions a lot. They just discern people or some people discern spirits or either way, there's lots of flavors of these things. Teachers, you know what I mean? Not all teachers are created equal. And by that, I don't mean better or worse. I mean, assignment and sphere. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Leaders lead a little different. So the leadership thing, though, it looks like there's only seven things There's seven. Yeah. And within them, lots of dimensions per what they're leading in. Yeah. And so when we... So when we met you guys and we're seeing what you're doing with Disciple Nations yeah. and, and then we kind of went through some of this gifting teaching stuff, it, that kind of stirred something up in me and we birthed somewhat of a vision statement that is we want to disciple, equip, and send yes. the body of Christ and we will embrace our role and our call right. to the body of Christ. Like, And so this role word, Mm. I think, is paramount in conjunction with gift. Yes. Because if you understand your giftings, then you understand your role. Right. Not, okay, not also how have you gifted me, but what now is my role to others. Yeah, that's good. And then from that, you can live out the, you know, the heart for um, for God in those situations. Amen. And when you get that gifting discerned, you're not done. Yeah. Because you got to discern where's my sphere, my assigned, yeah, assigned place. Yes. That's what First Corinthians 3 is talking about. Each to his assigned task, Paul say. One plants, one waters. And then right. he'll say in another place, I to the Gentiles and Peter to the Jews. Yeah. 
There's you know? specific surroundings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you discern that. So like with you and I, mm-hmm. we have similar giftings, but different contexts. Different contexts that we work it out in. Yeah. Because you're you're just what you do is amazing. Is administering some things you're administering yeah. the the podcast ministry. Mm-hmm. And to me, all of that is a manifestation mm-hmm. of influence and power that's increasing people. And and you do it in so many different spheres. And I've got mine. I'm working with leaders here and there. And it's yeah, just yeah. it's just fun to watch to me those different going. It's the same stuff, same spirit but it's operating in different spheres. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It is. Yeah. So I can celebrate it's... that because I think you got to watch, okay, I figured out I'm a leader or I, I'm a mercy. Let's just do that one. I'm a mercy, not a leader. And I'm going to stop being jealous of that gifting. But you can even within that go, wow, that mercy, you start looking at other mercy people and go, they cry more than I do. They're... <laughs> They seem to feel it more than I do, or that giver gives more than I do, but I'm a giver. Yeah. And they start comparing against each other. Yeah. And I, I think you got to be careful. I have a friend who's like <clears throat> very, very mercy. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of tears. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one time she said to me, she was like, you don't know what to do with tears, do you? <laughs> because they start to flow. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but, and, and so because I'm a, um, I'm a teacher and a yeah. Bible guy, it's like weep with those who weep with those who weep. Yeah. Jesus wept. Why am I not weeping? I need to be obedient. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, I think this is important too in child raising too, because your kids, when they're raised, when they're up and even before they're saved and unbelievers to me begin, I can kind of get a tell on them because they've got a soul that's got talents and predilections right. to the yeah, way they yeah. think. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of people in, uh, again, I hope oh, this is, I don't want to verge off to somewhere, but there's some guys that are just amazing in giving. They're multi-billionaires that are not saved and they're giving for medicines in Africa and this and that. I love they're doing that. They're not doing that in Christ and for Christ. I think those are people that were all for, you know, that God's will really is they be born again and they do that for the glory of Christ, but they can't help themselves. People going into nursing a lot, you know, a lot of those people are, are, are service, but mercy. mercy. Yeah. And they're already tended toward that, even if they're not born again, you know, because their talent has been, I mean, their, uh, their soul has been formed in a way that is compassionate and cares for people. Yeah. It's so good. It really is. And so we see them like, oh, what they would be in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think just for, for listeners, we, we need to help remove the burden of not being something Yes, and give freedom to move forward in being who Christ is gracely, (laughs) graciously gifted them. And you should be 100% for sure that you have a grace gift. You have a grace gift. No one, yeah. You may or now gifts. not know who it is. Exactly. Yeah. You may not know, but Bible-wise, you activate your faith. Go, no, I am. I have. Yeah. Now, Lord, help me. So, yeah. yeah. There should be no insecurity about that, and don't believe the enemy who's telling you you're not gifted. Yeah, and you have a place in the body. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. It's good. Yeah. So, freedom, identity, it's it's so important to the body. At a relational, organic, for the kingdom to come in fullness, it's, it's a wonderful way. So we want to lay this down because this is an essential deal. We've got a booklet on it called The Grace Gifts, and you can find that again at disciplenations.net, uh, .net. and we, we can get you the link there, and you can read that, but your Bible talks about it too, and we hope you'll take this <laughs> and talk about it with others because the Holy Spirit's the greatest teacher about this, yeah. and uh, we're not trying to get you, pigeonhole you into just one little slot, sure. but God's made you something. And you get to unpack that and discover that. It'll begin to break warfare off you. It'll begin to help you understand the body of Christ and love them better. And you'll get more settled in who you are. And I'm telling you, there's nothing more fun than flowing in your gift. Yeah. When you do it, you're like, oh, it flows. And 
you actually yeah. filled up doing Because it flows. Mm. There's no striving no, no. to gift. It's organically, dynamically alive. It's the Holy Spirit working in you, and it's a beautiful thing. You can't help it. Yes. Yeah, it's good. So just encourage you, Romans 12, yep. um, go read. Grab somebody who knows you well yeah. or who you love or yes. a pastor or whatever it is right, and say, right. hey, what am I? Yeah. And uh, have faith in it. Exactly. Confirm it in the Spirit and, and be on your way. Amen. Be Excellent. fruitful in the kingdom. That's right. That's Amen. right. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bless you.